Hello and welcome back to the What Is Life Dude podcast, everybody. We are Eric and Sarah. Welcome back. Logistical things first. Right off the bat. We, we have resumed filming for YouTube, so if you are a visual person... You can watch the episodes now, again. For two reasons. One, because a lot of people have said, I like podcasts when I get to watch them. I'm not a huge fan of just listening to them. Mm -hmm. And the other reason is, it's great for content. Great for content purposes. (laughs) Yes. Just to have stuff to put out there. Because a lot of people don't even know, well, I guess maybe some people know and don't care that we have a podcast. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can entice some more people to be listeners. Yeah, I'm not the greatest at promoting all of my uh, side projects, but it's all good. So yeah, we'll be filming moving forward. I promise we won't stop again. (laughs) And um, yeah. Uh, Other logistical things. We are re-recording this episode. It is 9.21 p.m. on Tuesday night. We usually record the podcast. Well in advance. Sunday, Monday, latest Tuesday morning. Um, And we did record it Tuesday morning, this morning. And then hours later, I went to edit it. And something happened for the first time in What Is Life Dude history, and that is there was some sort of electrical interference in Sarah's microphone, which I've never even experienced as an audio engineer, ever. I think it was a ghost, actually. You can't rule that out. (laughs) I think the charger for the computer we run the camera to was overlapping on the ground with Sarah's microphone cable, and there was this throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and also for the first time in what is life dude history i didn't listen back to the audio test we always record and test one two test one two and for the first time i was like i don't need to listen back to it it always works and that's what you get that's what you get when you break the routine and you don't you gotta if you're used to checking stuff like that you gotta check and now i'm wearing headphones because i am extremely paranoid so if there's any itty bitty sound i'll be able to hear it Yes. So it is nighttime, but we're doing it again. Mm-hmm. We are rehaving the conversation. It's going to be great. I feel like anytime we have a technical snafu or... Snafu. You know, for some other reason, we decide to redo the episode, which we've done a couple times just because we haven't liked certain conversations we've had. Sometimes we're awkward. Yeah, and I feel like it, it always comes out better the second time around, a little more coherent to mm-hmm. the point. Yep. So what is the point? <laughs> Of life? I think that's the whole purpose of the podcast is to find out. Uh, The point of this episode is we are releasing our first original song entitled I Know How to Breathe on Friday, July 23rd, 2022. No, just kidding. 2021 (laughs) in like a month. And we are stoked. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've been we've been trying to work on original songs since uh, before last summer, Mm -hmm. right? Was that the first time we gave it a go? Yeah, I mean, we've been making music together for years, but it's been just cover songs for the most part. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we've been trying to navigate the original music thing, as you will know if you're a longtime listener. And I feel like we finally found our sound. We held ourselves accountable We put our heads down, and we got it done, and I'm very glad. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) so the way we've been doing it, Sarah and I are just very different. I'm always like, let's finish the song and move on to the next one. And Sarah's like, let's choose the five songs we have written and work on them together and have them all open at the same time. (laughs) And I'm like... I need options. I can't argue with that because... I mean, we both play such a big role in the music, mm-hmm. but just as like the singer, I feel <laughs> like I defer to you so much because you're the singer, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so much, so much hinges on the vocalist. So I'm like, if she wants five songs open, we'll have five songs open and I'm adapting. Right. Adaptability. Yeah. So we have a handful of songs. We have about what, 10 to 12 songs finished between us. And we finally decided to kind of break break them down into two separate potential EPs, each with a different theme. So this first single is going to be kind of kicking off the first theme, which is like mm-hmm. relationships, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, how did we decide to uh, do this song first? Well, 
it started, and I know we've mentioned this, but as Eric paran- paranoidly looks at the computer to make sure there's no interference. Paranoically? Paranoi- there's got to be a word, right? I feel like it might be paranoically, but I, paranoically? I don't know. Paranoically? Yeah. Huh. I would we'll see. not have known that ever. Um, okay, so we decided to do the song because Sarah said, okay, well, I, I have all my songs written. Um, are there any older Eric Ames originals? Or songs that you recorded for bands you've been in in the past. Right. That's that's what I meant, but that's a good distinction to make. Mm-hmm. Um, any songs that I've written for myself or for past bands. She's like, are there any songs that you want to repurpose and use as cute threat material? Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I don't know. I had I hadn't thought about it literally at all because I like, had you're the songwriter and I was I was kind of scared to broach it with you, but really? I was I kind of like had some in mind. Do you know what I mean? Was this one of them? Yes. Are there are there any that you had in mind that we haven't talked about doing yet? Um, or do you think we've gotten them all out there? Well, we'll we'll get into that wow. in, in the future. Okay, so I'm kind of one of those people that I I, I don't think it's going to happen with cute threat songs because they're for the most part sarah's compositions and lyrics but i'm much the kind of person that i'm like i hate all those songs like i made those songs five years ago for example and now i hate them all Mm. so it was weird when you were like are there any you want to use and i'm like i don't know fuck those songs (laughs) but then i kind of i kind of thought back i'm like well this one's pretty good the problem i'm having mostly is lyrics i mean once you guys start hearing our songs you'll be able to tell a difference in our lyrics I just don't think my lyrics are up to par with Sarah's. Mm. So there are a few songs that we've chosen where I'm like, can we just rewrite some of these parts? Mm -hmm. And there are some where Sarah's like, can we rewrite some of these parts? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I think they're good. I feel like because we think similarly, it's not like a huge departure from my writing, you know? Right. And it's funny because... As a musician, my whole life, I feel like my two weak spots in my musicianship are my singing voice and my lyricism. And those are your two strongest points. Mm-hmm. So it <laughs> really worked out for me. <laughs> so, um, but as for this song, it's just kind of the original song, which had a different name that I won't disclose at the moment. I'm in the process of taking all those songs down off of the streaming platforms under the old name just because I want them to kind of live like hidden, you know what I mean? Like tucked away and maybe in the future will be like, this is what the song used to sound like in 2016. Right. Right. A little behind the scenes. Exactly. But the original had me and my sister singing on it together. Mm-hmm. So it was already kind of made for a woman to sing it to. And we kind of, it was, it wasn't that. It wasn't that much of a stretch to arrange it in a way where Sarah could sing the whole thing. Right. Even though it ended up being a huge struggle. But we can get into that a separate yeah, time. Yeah, we are considering doing kind of like a behind the uh, making of diary of a song yeah. for this single mm-hmm. and putting it up on YouTube. So we'll let you guys know. I mean, like there are so many artists that they do videos with. Like Variety Magazine New or New York Times, New York Times, New York Times is Diary of a Song, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they do all these videos with them where they're like, you know, Charlie Puth breaks down hit song attention, and like I love watching that stuff. And I'm like, but when we put out our first song ever, the New York Times isn't going to be ru- well. Maybe they will be. I don't know how the song is going to perform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Imagine the New York Times isn't going to come running to us and be like, can we do a breakdown of your song? But we're like we can just make that content anyway because some people will want to see it presumably. Mm -hmm. So we're going to do that. And we will. Mm -hmm. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. So I think actually there's like multiple reasons why this is going to be our first single. It's not the first song we started working on, but it is the first song that we've seen through to the end. Mm -hmm. I think for a couple of reasons, number one, it's probably our most uplifting song Mm -hmm. on the album. Well, actually undoubtedly the most uplifting song I still argue it's kind. It's still slightly melancholic, but Sarah disagrees. Yeah, which is funny because Eric wrote the lyrics, and I've always interpreted it as like a song about new beginnings, about looking forward. Mm-hmm. You know, in the face of doubt, I guess. And it definitely is. Yeah. But I think it's just because of how I felt when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. I was definitely having like that positive attitude. Yeah. But 
I remember how I felt when I wrote it. So like I'm like, you were it's trying melancho- to convince yourself. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to adjust. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's a really good point. We didn't talk about, see, this episode's already better than the one that got <laughs> ruined by the weird sound. Right. So I'm, I'm grateful for it. A uh, quick aside, one thing that is missing from this conversation that we discussed at length in the last episode are Eric Shorts. <laughs> oh. Which you can view if you uh, hop onto our YouTube to see the episode. That is my leg. Yeah. Everybody, please enjoy that leg. <laughs> we were trying to frame the shot and I was like, babe, I can see like all of your leg. Do you mind? Like, do you care? Because he's wearing uh, old swim trunks. Yeah. Which are very yeah. short. They're very short, very comfortable. Sarah joked um, that we might have to put a black box over my crotch. And I said, no, no, that will not be necessary. Right. But yes, thank you for bringing up the shorts this time around. (laughs) It's much much appreciated by me and probably the listeners. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, what else should we touch on with the song? Oh, okay. So that was other reasons why this is our first song. Okay. So I think the theme fits... It's happy, it's upbeat. I think it's maybe like the most pop sound, like the most mainstream mass appeal kind of vibe, you know? And also it's about new beginnings. And this is our new chapter of our lives as music people. I can't even say the word musician because I feel like such an imposter, which is something I just need to get over. But, you know, music person, music girl. Um, Music woman. And then... The other thing is that this is the first song of Eric's that we reopened and started working on. And I feel like it was just easier for you to kind of take the reins on it. We did change the sound. We changed the key. But for the most part, it's true to the vibe of the original, I think. Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I kind of said, you know what? I like the the sound of the original so much that I'm just going to recreate it with all the tools and knowledge I have now that I didn't have when I recorded it five years ago, five years ago. Mm-hmm. Now this it was five years ago in the summertime. So I did do that. I just tried to recreate it, but it came out so much differently mm. and I love it so much more. I just, I love the song. This is what I like about taking my old song so far is that I love the songs, but I don't have to hear myself sing them mm-hmm. because I like your voice so much more. Well, thank you. Yeah. I like your voice. Thank you. It's fine. Right. It's not a shining star like yours, though. Mm-hmm. So that's how we that's how we got to this song. Right. Um, I feel like there was something else I was going to say, but now I don't remember. Right. Well, on the topic of Eric's voice, there's another story, a little story I told in what, during our first oh, run okay. of the episode. But and this is like yet another reason why I think it's so funny and fitting that this is our first song we're releasing together is that. This song is one of the first things, like first pieces of music I heard of Eric's because, which is crazy because you're like, oh, I wrote it five years ago. You recorded the album in end of 2016 or you released it end of 2016. Mm -hmm. And then months later we started talking. So to me, it still feels like very new in my memory, but it was five years ago. It's crazy. Time is weird. Something else that tripped me up about time being weird is that a year after I was recording this song and that album, we met. And I think just for me, it's because so much happened (laughs) in that year that I'm like, what? No, that's like three years, right? In between? Nope, it was just one single year. Mm -hmm. That's crazy town. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is, so, okay. Eric DM'd me years ago, says, I have a band. I don't know why you brought it up. I'm not sure if you just brought it up to begin with to brag or it was because you saw that i had guitars like in the back of my one of my videos oh i was watching you did like a ama kind of thing mm-hmm. on your youtube channel years ago yeah and you talked about being you talked about being a music person mm-hmm. so i was like oh she likes music i could woo her with my tunes right my sick tunage yeah so he sent me a link to his one of his old youtube videos one of his music videos for a different song and i was saying last time we recorded this that it's so funny to think that that's like the first time i heard your voice yeah. was through your music because then I, I was on your youtube and then i went to, went to your spotify to do some investigation and yeah billy joe armstrong ass sounding <laughs> sounding what is it is it sound sounding ass 
What? <laughs> People say like Billy Joe Armstrong looking ass. It's looking ass. Sure. Billy Joe Armstrong sounding ass. Okay. That's me. That was me. Still is. Right. Uh, so leading up to the song coming out, we've been doing just so much research and like weird administrative things. And like, I don't even know how to describe it. We went to Starbucks yesterday morning for an hour and a half, and we read the, we read this ebook we got from this guy on YouTube who's like, "This is how you market your your singles." Yeah, a single release strategy because you know, it's so funny. Like, obviously, all this happens if you really think about it. But when you're like a kid, like in high school, bopping around, making your own music, you don't realize that there's that that's just a fraction of what it is to be a musician. So much of it is, I mean, if you're starting off especially and you don't have staff, you're your own publicist and uh, you're booking your own shows and handling all of the money. You're an accountant, you know, and a graphic designer and a photographer, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to do things on the cheap as we currently are. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's much different if you have like uh funding right of some kind mm-hmm. whether it be a parent or a sugar daddy yeah <laughs> inherit in an, an inheritance right who knows mm. um but right now we are definitely doing it on the cheap diy route and yeah you have to you have to wear many hats right didn't you say it the other day you were like yeah when you're a musician you really have like 12 jobs yeah like you're not just a musician you're 11 other things right when you're trying to get it up off the ground yeah especially and especially now in this world that is ruled by social media really anyone in in any creative field you have to be marketing yourself to people because it doesn't matter how fantastic it is what you create if nobody sees it or hears it yeah so that's yeah what we've been focusing on yeah good music will only go so far Mm -hmm. by itself right and not great music will go a lot further just by having, you know, a human push behind it, doing all these correct marketing mm-hmm. things. Yeah. So we're like, okay, well, we believe in our music and we think it's very good. So if we put the correct push behind it, hopefully some good things will happen. Right. Right. And there's just so much. I mean, there's like boring stuff. Like we're copywriting the songs. Oh, yeah. Trying to do YouTube content ID. So if anyone uses it in a YouTube video, it's like, hey, that song's cute threat. Um, Mm -hmm. Give them money, not the person who used the song. Right. There's just, there's so much. There there really is. So what we did today, was that today? That was yesterday. Uh, Time is a blur. I don't know where I am. We submitted, (laughs) we submitted the actual single to our distributor. So it takes, you know, a couple weeks to... That was Release yesterday. It. Yeah. 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 Even you had to think about it. So, oh, and we designed the cover art, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because I love, I do love art. I, I don't know. I get very stressed out when we have to do any like graphic design, photography, album art for the music stuff. What we kind of, what we determined, and it might be different for other either musicians or just music lovers Mm -hmm. but album art is kind of one of those things that we have determined we kind of glance at and we're like whatever what does the song sound like so we like found a nice picture we took of Mm -hmm. something that just kind of gave us the same vibe that the song evokes Mm -hmm. right and we like put the name of the song on it in a cool way yeah so we're like that's good enough it's great. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just all these tiny little things that add up. Right. Yeah. And uh, in the coming weeks, we're going to be learning more about, I don't know, royalties, running ads on Facebook and Instagram and all of that, uh, which I'm not sure you can avoid these days because I don't know. We were talking about earlier. I mean, gone are the days it would seem that you just get discovered randomly when you're singing to yourself in an aisle of the grocery store. You know, <laughs> if only. Right. Though, would you ever be singing in the aisle of grocery store? Yes. Yeah. I would. You're just like shopping at Sprouts mm-hmm. and you're like, 
give me that not a movie and ice cream and like some large guy in a suit is like hey you sound pretty good you hired I'll, I'll sign you to Warner Brothers Records <laughs> I'll pay you 50 cents an album wow and you're like wowee I can buy bubblegum with that yeah or something I mean it's crazy I mean we've talked about this before too because a couple months ago we were watching a lot of music documentaries but like Sean Mendes for example got discovered because he was putting stuff out there on YouTube so it's, but now everyone does that. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, like Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, they were like, I'm going to put, I'm a, I'm a handsome child and I'm going right. to put all these videos on YouTube. <laughs> handsome child, new band name. Sure. <laughs> I don't claim that. <laughs> I don't. It's out there for you guys. You can purchase the uh, copyright from me if you like. No purchase necessary. <laughs> Take it. I do not want to be associated with handsome child, the band. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, I mean now everyone and their mother i mean in that case of that old guy who sings songs on his on his acoustic guitar everyone and their father that sings cover songs on youtube so like okay you know what i'm talking about no i'm like that, um, billy joel no. uh, bob dylan uh. no he does he does cover songs on youtube he's an old guy who does cover there's songs. only one of them there's one main guy i'll show you he's cornered the market he really has for old guys for old guys doing covers on youtube yeah uh, but yeah, we're not going to get discovered that way, probably. Mm-hmm. And mean, neither are you. There's so many people are making music. It's cheaper than ever to have your own recording studio. I mean, our recording software costs 200 bucks. Yes. Obviously, we have a lot of plugins <laughs> and such. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> but what? what is so funny? I don't know. I'm just thinking about like... <laughs> I was I was gonna. You're just weeping over the amount of money you've spent over the past decade. I was gonna make a joke about like, yeah, our recording setup is only cost, and I was gonna say some like egregious number, but then the number that came to my mind was accurate, oh. and I was like, oh, well, I'm not. That's not even. It's not even a joke. I'm not even mm-hmm. gonna say it because it was true, and that's why I was laughing because it was kind of sad. But it, it's yeah. it's worked out because. um it sounds good. It and works good. And it is good. your literal profession, so. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, we got the single. We got the logistics. Yeah. I mean, is there anything else we missed about the song? I don't think so. We will give you updates in the weeks to come as we have more information about the lyric video and potentially the music video. We're kind of trying to decide how we're going to DIY that and yeah. still make it look good. Just good enough. Yeah. Like, there are so many videos on YouTube of like real pro songs Mm -hmm. that are people so the song serotonin by girl in red comes to mind yes where like she made the song she like she made it in her house right in her bedroom Mm -hmm. presumably her mother's house her mother's house it sounds really good it's a great song and then the video i'm pretty sure was just filmed on her iphone and it's like her frolicking around town like singing to the Mm -hmm. it, it looks it's great. It's a great video. It's, to- it's totally fine. Homemade and it owns it. There's you know? something. Yeah. It's about owning the homemade nature because I've seen a lot of like small artists like us hire production companies like thousands and thousands of dollars to make a music video and it looks bad because I don't know why. Well, it looks it looks good. It looks good. Visually, yeah. but it is bad they're not pulling off yeah is what you're saying exactly and i don't know why they're not pulling it off yeah. it's just like a weird combination of extremely professional video stuff mm-hmm. and like not great performance or something acting yeah i mean you need the the presence to pull right. off a like a storyline or something and i'm but. like let's just do it ourselves, and everyone will know we did it ourselves yeah and that is what makes it fun mm-hmm. i like that and they're like yeah they did that themselves yeah. cool so, yeah so we'll give you more deets as those uh, are available to us. Yeah, I mean, starting next week, I'm sure we'll be like, mm-hmm. pre-save, pre-save, pre-save our song, pre-save our song. Tell your mom to pre-save our song. Right. And uh, we'll probably do, I think we talked about doing a little teaser for the podcast listeners because yeah. you guys are our family. You guys are our day ones, mm-hmm. right? So I think, yeah, we'll probably drop in a little snippet. I almost said clip it. A little snippy snippy. A little snippy snippy. <laughs> that sounds like a vasectomy. Uh, a little snippy snippy of the song. You couldn't have just let it just rest. You is, know? That what, is that what you meant? I mean. That was the implication. I mean, it doesn't have anything to do with what, what I'm saying, but. <laughs> I blew it, folks. 
I blew the joke. He always takes it there. I'm sorry. It's funny because sometimes we'll be watching TV or a YouTube video and someone will like make a joke or make a pun or reference something. And Eric will be like, he'll look at me at the side of his eye and I'll notice him and I'll ignore him. And he'll be like, did you get that? Did you get that? And I'll be like, yes, I got it. Spoiler alert. She gets it every time. (laughs) And then he'll wait a couple seconds and then he'll explain it anyway. (laughs) I don't do that. I'm in this photo and I don't like it. That's Eric how I feel right really now. is really concerned about me understanding things. I mean, the funniest part about that situation when it happens is you you get the joke and you just don't think it's funny. And, and I that's think, why I'm not reacting. Yeah, and I think it's so funny that I have to explain the joke that you just told me you understand. <laughs> is that mansplaining? Or am I just annoying? Um, I'm annoying, right? It might be both. Right? Little column A, little column B. Don't. That's my line. Which I stole from Archer, the television show. The podcast is much weirder at night. Yeah. I must say. Mm-hmm. I do like it, though. I, I do, too. Okay. Let's talk about a few random things. Okay. Just life things. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to talk about In the Heights. You guys, we went to see a, a film. We went to a theater. Not a theater. Theater. A theater. Is that how you say it? Theater? I say Theater theater i say theodore theodore i say theater and it's wrong but it's i accept it el teatro we went to a theater for the first time in years the last movie we saw was quentin tarantino's once upon a time in hollywood and there was a huge this was the summer of 2019 right Mm -hmm. it had to have been because it was during the summer and it sure shit wasn't last year so (laughs) we we went in the middle of like a crazy raging summer thunderstorm in 2019 and the power went out the entire power the mo- the power for the entire movie theater <laughs> went out and we we're just sitting there we watched half the movie and everyone's just looking around assuming it's going to turn back on and then at some point we were like so that's <laughs> that then they gave us a, a voucher do we ever use that we must have to see yesterday maybe um i think yeah yeah we don't, we're not really so moviegoers. We are homebodies. So it wasn't the last movie we saw. Yeah. Yeah. I just uh, contradicted my own point, but I learned a lesson in our history. Yeah. I mean, we were waiting like 20 minutes for the power to come back on, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then they were like, oh, here's a voucher. I don't think we could even, because the power was out, we couldn't even refill our soda before we left. I know. Like, what's up honestly with that? terrible. Right? <laughs> uh, so we finally had a movie we wanted to see. And once the movie theaters opened... And it was In the Heights. Uh, it's Lin-Manuel Miranda's first play that was on Broadway in like the early 2000s, I think. Um, and then obviously he made Hamilton and then he made the Hamilton movie and then everyone loved it. And they were like, "Let's, we got to make a movie for In the Heights too. And it was really good. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It wasn't like mind blowing from like an acting standpoint, mm-hmm. mainly because, I mean, you mentioned you thought the female lead was a little, a little yeah. mad. Yeah. Just not like... It was really good, though. Yes. Yeah. It was. Very um, different than anything that I've seen, like, ever, really. I mean, Hamilton on Disney Plus is a recording of the stage performance, whereas this is an actual feature film. And I don't know. Are there... Like, um... I don't know. I don't know if there are... Les Mis? We haven't watched Les Mis somehow, but I would assume that that's also... It's a musical. It's Le- a musical film. Oh, so you mean Les Mis is like In the Heights? Yes. Yeah. I don't know if there are any other ones like Hamilton where they're like pro, pro-filmed mm-hmm. recordings of the actual Broadway performance. Right. But it's de- the movie is definitely not as good as the recorded Broadway show. Mm. Just like in general. Like not with that show in particular. Just with any show. Um, but it was still good, and I highly recommend it if you like culture and music and Broadway, etc. It's right. definitely inspiring to just—it inspired me to just go work on my dreams. Move to New York City, you know, pay twenty-five thousand dollars, twenty-five hundred dollars for um. Was that a on stu- purpose? Yes. Okay. Um, twenty-five hundred dollars for a six hundred foot studio. Yes, in Manhattan. Yeah, sounds terrible. Well. We came home. It's funny. We came home after the movie. Don't out me. My parents listened to this. It was like 11.30 p.m. We were feeling like youngsters because we literally never leave the house after 
what, like 7 p.m. unless we're doing a little fry run. <laughs> a little French fry run, which we did two days ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about the music these last few weeks mm. is I feel like we've gotten, and it hasn't even been that much, but I feel like we've gotten takeout more, much more than we usually do. Right. Just because we're like, oh, look, it's time to eat. And we're working on, yeah. either we're recording music or practicing or looking up copyright law. There's another thing contributing to that, which I'll bring up shortly. Your knee? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I wanted to, wait, what was I saying? But in the Heights. Right. We came home at 1130. We opened the windows. Because <laughs> our... <laughs> I don't know why she's cracking up. I'm not sure <laughs> what's happening. What happened yet. after we got home? I feel like I'm about to be verbally abused, though. No, it, <laughs> it was my fault. I guess I left a really pungent onion on the oh, counter. Oh, the pungent onion! <laughs> we had made pico de gallo. Well, I had made pico de gallo. You I ate, ate it. it. <laughs> and um, I don't know. I feel like I've left an onion out on the counter before. But when we came back, our house reeked, and we could not figure out like what was happening. We were sniffing the trash like nothing smelled bad but it was this fucking onion that was out on the table so when we (laughs) when we moved back to colorado we didn't like we didn't buy anything new furniture wise Hmm. like we're using the table that goes with our outdoor patio furniture as our coffee table we're using our big beautiful wooden bar as like extra kitchen counter space yeah so like we we chop and prep everything basically on that and like it's not really meant for that but you know if you listen to the podcast you know we moved here and we were like fresh start gonna be musicians and we just didn't focus on those things we literally i literally don't care i went through my my phase of like nesting and trying to have all the pretty house and like we have not even hung any of our art it's our our hallway is just lined with yeah art yeah that we're not probably not going to put up yeah i mean it's just i don't know laser focus baby yeah laser and lazy right in on the other hand yeah. uh so my point why i brought up the bar is because it's not made to cook on so like the wood it's not like totally treated like sealed in it's like a cutting board that you know like we have a cutting board that's not like a lacquered right mm-hmm. it's like that so the pungent onion was sitting face down and the onion juices were like leaching into the wood. So then <laughs> the next day I woke up, I put the onion away, I wiped off the counter and the next day I woke up and went outside and I was like, what is that? And I sniffed and I was like, oh my God, it's in the wood. So I kind of like scrubbed it and just over the next few days it got weaker and weaker. And now it's gone. It was, it was horrifying right that's not really where i meant to take it but i just i couldn't omit that detail because it was so funny it's so annoying um but yeah the point is that we came home and we were talking about the play as we do or the movie movie play musical musical (laughs) and we just felt very motivated and we were like damn like we were kind of like borderline just like (laughs) microphone (laughs) borderline what if you're not watching this on youtube you should go watch it on youtube sarah i feel like is about to pee your pants yeah all right i'm really in a mood is it my shorts i worry about myself if we ever like go on tour or like have to do interviews because sometimes i get into phases where i cannot stop laughing or i can't stop crying yeah it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what were you gonna say I, I just you you like pulled up zillow and we were just looking at like little places in new york in new york city yeah in new york city the one place in the world i i have vowed i will never ever live mm-hmm. and i was like sure, new york city and sarah was like you do not want to live there and i was like yeah but wouldn't it be cool to go to the bodega yeah right yeah I mean, I've visited New York City enough times to, like, understand how it works there. Mm-hmm. And that's and through my visits, I, that's how I've decided I'm never moving there. Right. My dad is going to fucking text me in two days. <laughs> oh, so I listened to the podcast. Uh, NYC? Question mark, question mark, well, question mark? here's where we landed on that, is that I feel like sometime in the future, you know, when we're a little further into the music thing... Maybe we put our stuff in storage 
we is it sublease or sublet um, you know sublet a very short lease yeah maybe like a pre-furnished place mm-hmm. stay there over the summer a couple months you know mm-hmm. just long enough to get tired of it my parents would be so ecstatic. my new york parents would be ecstatic mm-hmm. so uh let me just tell you though dad claudia don't hold your breath all right uh right don't hold your breath okay anyway so yes we were looking at apartments on zillow boy is it painful yeah it is absolutely painful like mm-hmm. the 2500 for a 600 square foot studio was not a joke and they're all shit too like one's well, their price point they're all just old dingy new york apartments yeah they I all mean, just are a certain a certain way some people thrive in that environment and then some people are us yeah well (laughs) okay we didn't talk about in the heights or the pungent onion in the original take of this so i'm so glad we got around to it can we talk about another stupid thing let's start with your knee because it leads us into right the stupid thing i want to say um so we've been getting a lot of takeout as we mentioned still i think less than a lot of people, though. We oh, cook yeah, most yeah. of our meals. But for us, we've been getting a lot of Taco Bell, T-Bell. <laughs> Tim T-Bell. <laughs> um, and it's because I have messed up my knees somehow. Actually, I did it a little under two weeks ago. And they're finally starting to feel better. I think in a day or two, we'll be, we'll be Gucci. It's been a combination of... A few things. I mean, you've had like mild knee issues before, but we started walking two miles a day, kind of randomly. You know, like, we kind of just no lead up to it. Yeah, no yeah. easing. We're we're very um all or nothing peeps. Yeah. yeah. So we were walking a lot every day, and we were continuing our gym regimen, and then we've been going to a climbing gym yeah. like every other week, and just the combination of the walking and like jumping off of the climbing wall, you know, like when you complete a route up the wall, you climb down a little and then you jump down. I mean, you could climb down the whole thing and just like, you know, hop an inch to the ground. But I mean, you try to save, you try to conserve your energy. Your grip strength. Yeah. And just jump halfway off the wall. And I guess for Sarah landing over and over again and like you didn't do, you didn't land and hurt yourself. No. I think it was just the repeated motion. Yeah, I felt I felt fine when we were leaving the gym, and then the, like maybe that night or the next day, I was like, "Ooh, my knees hurt." And boy, has it persisted. Yeah, well, you know, I think I didn't really take it seriously enough at first, so I did another like brutal leg day on them. Maybe the following day or two days later, and then um, body said no. So I've been like aggressively resting. I really I haven't gotten my steps, which we were doing every day. I've been sending Eric to the gym alone. I have been very productive while you've been gone. It's weird. I've been doing a lot. Not of work. the productivity. That's me, me weird going, too. <laughs> me going to the gym by myself has <laughs> yeah. been weird. Yeah. Just something. It's like one of the things we do everything together, and that's one of the things. Mm. And I'm like, I'm at the gym, and I'm like, uh, I feel so alone here. <laughs> But, well, the stupid thing I wanted to get to is something we call Eric's Law, which is when something bad happens to Sarah. Usually physical, like a, like a, a malady, a small mm-hmm. pain or ache, you know? Yeah. A stomach ache. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, my stomach hurts. And then a few minutes later, I'd be like, I, my stomach kind of hurts too. And Sarah's like, oh boy, here we go. Eric's Law. Every time something's wrong with Sarah, physically, I start feeling it. So this time was a little different, but a few days, maybe like the next day after Sarah was like, I think I really fucked up my knees this time. My foot started hurting. In a, I didn't do anything to my foot. I've never felt the pain before. It's like right on the, the bony on the outside of my left foot. It's psychosomatic. <laughs> it's not psychosomatic. It's sympathy pain. Maybe it's that. Maybe <laughs> Eric's Law is just me being so empathetic and sympathetic right uh but this happens all the time so it was just funny that sarah's like i can't walk for a few days and i was like well neither can i so it really worked out and sarah's like i'm not buying it Hmm. why does this always happen when you have when i have something wrong with me 
Who knows? Maybe it is psychosomatic. He can't have the spotlight on anyone else is the truth. <laughs> Ow! Pay attention to me. He has to be the baby. Pain. Yeah. So um, it's been not fun. I was going to say, so it's been fun, um, but it hasn't been. It's been painful. It's even like I haven't even been able to stand at the kitchen counter and like chop a pungent onion. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the funny phrase we used earlier? I don't oh, remember. Oh, handsome child. <laughs> So this episode is about handsome children and pungent onions. Yes. All right. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. So I, you know, it's been a little exercise in patience. Uh, Yeah. Um, And it always reminds me whenever I am ill or have a pain, I used to have back issues and I felt like it would never end. And then you really start to realize how much you take for granted just being able to move. Yeah, it's like oh, I said this last. I said this earlier in the day, uh, but it's like when you get when you have a cold, mm-hmm. and you're just like, <laughs> I did the voice earlier, and now I feel embarrassed to re to redo it. Good. Um, it's like when you have a cold, and you're like, I will never take having a clear nose for granted ever again. Mm-hmm. Right. Or tasting food. Yeah. Or yeah. being able to sing. Yeah. And then it goes away and you can breathe again and Woo-hoo. I know how to breathe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like, you, you forget you ever had a stuffy nose for the last week. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. You'll be very appreciative of your knees. I um, will. I really will. It's so funny because like just by bringing up the same things we brought up in the first recording of this, it's leading us to the same places. So... I said you'll be very appreciative of your knees, and this is exactly like in the first the first recording. I said I want to bring up my book really quick. Ah, yes. So this book I just finished reading, "Between Two Kingdoms" by Suleika Suleika Jawad. About I said this last week, but it's about um, her as a 22 year old. It's a memoir. She had leukemia when she was 22, and it's kind of it's a it's her story about getting sick and surviving and then like reintegrating back into the land of the normal people, right? Mm -hmm. Everyday life. Um, So I didn't relate to it all that much because I was younger. You know, she's talking about like dating as an adult and finding a job out of college. And I was still in high school when I was sick. So it was a little different for me, but I still appreciated hearing her story. But the reoccurring feeling I kept having, and now that I finished the book, I'm also, I'm still having the feeling of just feeling very appreciative of not not having it as badly as she did and as a lot of people have it when they get cancer. Mm-hmm. Just being appreciative of being alive, mm-hmm. being appreciative of having you, being able to work on our songs together. And I don't know. I don't have that much to say about it. It's just, I just wanted to bring it up. Like I've just been this reoccurring feeling of, appreciating like every little thing in my life Mm -hmm. um and as it as it as it relates to being a cancer survivor and having read the book i really just am appreciative that i got i had hodgkin's lymphoma Mm -hmm. which is like the doctors were like you know cancer is bad but if you if you get cancer this is the one to get um you know suleika in the book they gave her like a 35 percent chance of living after five years after her stem cell transplant um whereas hodgkin's patients like myself when you're like under the age of 25 and you get hodgkin's they give you like a 92 percent chance to live Mm. so they're basically like we are going to be fine it just it sucks for five months but you're going to be fine so i'm feeling very appreciative that that was what my journey that's all my journey really was and yes it was difficult but i mean people who get leukemia like suleika do treatment for she was doing it for like three or four years Hmm. so i had it good for what it was Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that and i appreciate being here with you with our air conditioning on just like little things little things are nice Mm -hmm. so it's nice to have those reminders i think Mm -hmm. it's very important and now i'm listening to a book about an astronaut who like has to save the world or something because (laughs) of an ice an impending ice age yeah much different (laughs) (laughs) i had to go from like feels back to like crazy ass fiction yeah Yeah, just to like really balance it out um so that's that 
Yeah, the last two books you've read have been pretty grim, eh? And true stories. Yeah. Yep. So, back to the fun stuff now. Um, is that all we want to talk about? Is there anything else on the list? I mean, we talked very briefly about how I got a new computer this week. Oh, yeah. Sarah upgraded. Kind of. Well, you definitely sort did. Of. So I've used the same MacBook Pro for six years-ish, and I do everything on it, all my work, all my video editing, and it is very uh, labored now, <laughs> and it gets extremely hot, and I was getting a little anxious that it was going to crash, and I was going to not be able to edit anything or access any of my files. So so Sarah said, what new computer should I get? Because I love tech. He does, and I don't. I mean, I love it. You love it in a different way. But it's like I just, I've become like, the stereotype that uh, about parents, how they don't adjust, they don't adapt and learn new tech. They're just like, hey, Sonny, turn the TV, like, <laughs> make my internet work, make my uh, video game work, which is what I used to do for my grandmother because she wanted to play Dr. Mario. And, <laughs> and it's Sorry. funny because for it, that, that machine, Super Nintendo, there were just like three little, remember the little pegs? Or were you too young? <laughs> the like yellow, white, and red pegs. Looks you'd at camera put in like the back. <laughs> And then you'd plug in the power. Mm. So it was like so easy, but she was just like, nope, not going to learn how to do that. Sarah, Josh, you do that. And then Sarah's cousin Josh once tripped over the power <laughs> cord of Lola's it's funny that I know this story I feel like we may have told this I don't know yeah. why it would have come up but it, it is a an epic story Josh tripped over at the power cord of the Nintendo and she was on the verge of like making a record and Lola was pissed yeah. yeah well it's actually funny that you mentioned like oh you know it's so simple like just learn it's so simple well another funny story since uh last week since last week's episode is my dad was in town and I guess this happened This happened before we recorded last week's episode, but I, I didn't mention it. Um, we went to my Aunt Fran's house, and we just had a little gathering for my grandparents' anniversary, which we'd mentioned last week. But I brought my computer to stream <laughs> the Mets game. The Mets were playing that afternoon, and I was like, okay, I'm going to... I mean, we're in Colorado, so like, there's a pretty likely chance my family would have the Rockies on. And I'm like, okay, well, if they're just going to have baseball and they really don't care that much about, I'll stream the Mets game and my dad and I can watch. Justify, justify. Yes, it is justified. (laughs) I mean, when I stream the Mets at at our house, I pull up the stream on the computer, I plug in the HDMI, and it works. My Aunt Fran has, she must have like a brand new smart TV. Yeah. It is. It was so elaborate. There were so many cords and I'm like plugging them into my computer and I can't get it to work. (laughs) And I'm like... And my and my other aunts, who are like 60, are like, oh, you need some help here? And I'm like, <laughs> leave me alone. I can do it. I was born in 1994. I know how this works. Mm-hmm. And I finally got it. But it was, such a, it it was such a pain. It was crazy. I've never struggled that much to put something from my computer on a TV. Right. But usually Eric, Eric is very tech savvy. Mm-hmm. The more tech savvy of the two of us. Yeah. I don't know what a gigabyte is. I refuse to learn. (laughs) Eric is like reading me different tactical specs of all the computers that we were looking at. And he's like, oh, this is how much memory is on there. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. But, uh, you know, just tell me what to do. Yeah. So I basically I basically went on to Best Buy and found her an excellent conditioned used Mac Mini 2020. Mm. Basically the exact computer I want and will get. But I think I may have mentioned this on the podcast previously, but I basically can't buy a new computer yet because Apple changed their whole like processor system with their new line of computers and none of the audio software I use and hardware. I don't know if my audio interface would even work with a new computer. None of it is compatible yet because I guess all these software engineers are like trying to figure out how to make the code for their plugins and software work with the new mac computers um but sarah doesn't really does she doesn't use anything external like that so she was able to upgrade and i lived vicariously through her and i was like this is the computer you're getting and sarah's like just tell me how much it costs and i'll give you my credit card and i like (laughs) found the exact computer and put it in the cart and (laughs) bought it for her with her card right it's pretty funny yeah, I mean, it really worked out because, you know, I'm not really 
abreast of all of the uh, technical information out there. And I feel I I kind of assumed that when my computer bit the dust, bit the dust, I'd the have to pay another twenty five thousand. for uh, another MacBook Pro, but this ended up being much more cost-effective, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, just to get into the nitty-gritty, I mean, what we've both realized is, like, our computers are old, right? Mm -hmm. Your computer's six years old, my computer's seven years old. And, like, it's not that old, but technology moves fast, right? So we could trade in our computers for, like, a few hundred bucks, I'm like, I'm just going to keep, when I upgrade, I'm just going to keep my MacBook mm-hmm. and like just use it to like go on Reddit when we're on the couch or something. Yeah. And I'll do like all the work at my desk like I do anyway. Yeah. So it's it's actually pretty nice, right? Because now you can, we were like, we we're at the coffee shop and you could bring your computer and brainstorm music marketing stuff. Yeah. On a computer that no longer has to bear the brunt of all the work you do. Mm-hmm. So. That was a, a fun little thing we got to do this past week. And by we, I mean it was fun mostly for me. Yep. I like it. I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm using all the same technology I would have used on my old computer. It's just, just working now. It's just not, you know, smoking <laughs> while I'm doing it. <laughs> so uh, I appreciate Eric's savvy. I'm like, are you burning something in the <laughs> oven? And you're like, I'm just editing my next video. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Open the windows. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Are we wrapping it up? I would say so. Okay, great. This one was way longer than the original. Wowzes. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, watching. Um, we'll talk to you next week. We'll tell you more about our new single. We'll ask you to pre-save it. We'll have much more information for you next time. Probably. We love you guys. And we're going to send it off to our supporter shout out. Hi, guys. We're pausing this conversation for a few moments to give a big thank you to our supporters. These are our listeners who make a monthly contribution through Anchor, which is our hosting platform. If you'd like to become a supporter as well, you can visit anchor.fm slash whatislifedude and click on the support button. And if you enjoy the show, another great way to support us is by giving us a positive rating and a review on iTunes. Just takes a few moments and it helps new listeners find the podcast so we can continue to grow our community. So thank you so much to everyone who supports us in one way or another. This podcast wouldn't exist without you guys. So without further ado, shout out to our anchor supporters, Inga, Mel, Morgan, Jennifer, Scotty, Glenn, Kevin, Jessica, Marie, Nina, Izzy, Reem, Alexis, Annalise, Nadia, Merv, Teresa, Kelsey, Ellis, Anna, Megan, Samantha, Dylan, Cousin Dylan, and Sarah.